Welcome to the Pusher Pivot Podcast, a podcast that inspires you to trust yourself in the crossroads of life. I'm your host, Thea Charles. As a life coach, I know that when you put fear aside and trust yourself, you'll know when to push through adversity and when to stop, reassess, and pivot. I believe magic happens whenever a pusher pivot story is shared. And that magic is exactly what you'll find here. This episode is a little different. It's a conversation with my friend, Sophia Robinson. You may remember her from way back on episode six, when she talked about writing her first book. We talk to each other a lot and often. This chat was about reflecting on the past year. Hey, Sophia. Welcome back to the Pusher Pivot. Thanks so much for having me back, Thea. So glad to be here. I know, I know. I'm excited. Um, So this is going to be a little bit different than the last time you were here. Um, Instead of it being interview style, we just have a conversation, just kind of like our regular conversations that we have have all the time all the time all the time so Sophia is my friend from Barbados and even though we might be a couple thousand million miles away we talk Mm -hmm. all the time all the time yes (laughs) all the time all the time and the other day we were talking about how much the world has changed in 2020 and how collectively as like uh, the human race had to pivot and kind mm. of what that means, right? Yes. I mean, it was, it was kind of an abrupt change, right? So back in yeah, March, as everyone I'm sure can remember back in March when all of a sudden everything went to a screeching halt. Mm. <laughs> and what's funny is that <laughs> it seems like it was 10 years ago, even though it was like yes. only eight, 10 months. Like it, it, I know. It feels like it was so long. It felt like the longest year ever. I guess it's kind of kind of like we didn't have like something to look forward to, you know, mm, like yeah. normally it's like, okay, well, I'm going back to work on Monday or the kids have vacation. Like there's always something to go towards. And this was just we home. Yeah. And the other thing I think is the lack of the usual like markers that you have, because yes, yeah. you had, you know, like the kids were at school, but like. You didn't have that everyday rhythm of like you get up, you leave home. It's mm-hmm. Friday, you're home. You let you run errands on the weekend. Like you kind of lost that those milestones that normally tell you like days are passing and weeks and months. And oh, it's April now; they're on vacation. Like you didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't really have those set sort of milestones. And so I think that just somebody described it like Groundhog Day. Yes, living the same day over and over again. So it. It did definitely feel that way, I'm sure, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it was a really abrupt, yes, now we're in a situation where we kind of have to pivot. Yeah, and what seems kind of like the cool part about it is it kind of stripped away all that extra noise of that everyday rat race that people go through and kind of at least for me anyway, gave me time to think about what's really important and what it is that I want as part of my day. 
which yeah. at first started off with like a lot of lying around doing nothing and then realizing <laughs> that's peanut butter. Not, yeah. I was like TV, Netflix, lying, uh, Tiger King, you know, <laughs> like all the things that distract you of I'm not doing what I used to do, but um, going forward, I feel like I figured out that I really like hanging out with the kids. We have a lot of fun together. I still do not like going through through old clothes in my closet. I thought that would be mm. done. It's still not, it's not done. It's not done. Yeah. I don't like doing that. <laughs> yeah. It was something that I was thinking of a lot about because as you would have mentioned, I'm here in Barbados and we have a, a lot of people I know, especially in North America and the UK, they kind of switch. They were working online. They were working from home. But obviously, it depends on the type of work you do, whether that's even a possibility or an option. And so I know that for some people, it would have been quite difficult because they were either out of work. Like here in Barbados, we rely a lot on tourism. And so without people traveling, there were a lot of people who were out of work entirely, right? And so for some of them, you know, there is one lady I know in particular who she's out of, she was out of work I mean, and she just started her own business, right? Because mm-hmm. she had to pivot quickly from, it wasn't even working from home. It was like, you, you don't have a job now. And we had a lot of people here that faced that situation. I, my, my contract was ended at work as well. So I was actually home for a while until I found a new job. So I think for some people it was, even though for everybody the pivot was in force, I think people had different things to deal with. Some people, mm-hmm. it might've been trying to work, like my best friend who's in, uh, in New Jersey, it's like, you're now working from home with your, you know, like six and seven year old mm-hmm. trying to <laughs> homeschool. Yes. And you know how that was because you probably had a similar situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I think your kids are a bit older than hers, but yeah. you had a similar situation. Uh, my sister, same thing, working from home while my nephew was trying to start a revolution because <laughs> that's what it mm-hmm. sounded like. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think people had all kinds of different sort of little things to deal with. And it was making me think, when I was thinking about this topic, it was making me think of what helps you handle pivoting when it feels like it's forced upon you, as opposed to, you know, coming to the crossroads, which is all, that's, you know, probably a more ideal situation where you feel like you're making a choice. Now it's like, you're thrown into the situation where the choice is taken away from you. And how do you find the resilience to kind of go off in another direction when you're also dealing with this other stuff that's going on and and the fact that you've been forced into the situation? Yeah, that's a really good point. And I mean, that also happened here, obviously, you know, people. Yeah, of course, it happened everywhere, for sure. Didn't have jobs anymore. Gyms that closed. Um mm. Restaurants. I, I know a lot restaurants. When the in the restaurant industry really struggled with that as well. Mm-hmm. Basically, anything where you have to go to work and be social and yeah. interact with other people came to a screeching halt. And yeah, I'm sure. You know, I can think of like people that I've coached who have decided to turn that last minute and figure out what am I going to do next that I that I can take care of myself and that it's like kind of combing through a lot of fear because you're Mm. no one it's not like you came to this realization I don't want to work at the gym anymore 
The gym's gone. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know? there's no gym. And, and no. also, like, will there ever be a gym again? Because yeah. I think that is, I think is a bit scary. I was saying to my sister, like, I know people that there, there's someone I knew who had changed jobs probably like a year before the first shutdown mm-hmm. um, to a job that was service-based. And for years and years, she was in a job that she actually really hated. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, probably the type of job that you could work from home. And it was more of a finance type of job. And she just was like, yes, I got out of it. I found this other job. And like within a year, it was gone. And it was like, okay. Now what? <laughs> because you don't know, is it ever going to come back? You know, mm-hmm. should I should I try and go back to the original career? Yeah. You know, like, should I find something in the interim? Is there a possibility that in a year's time, you know, regardless of whether there is a vaccine or not, like, I think a lot of industries are, are going to change a lot. And so you don't know if that industry is ever coming back or if it does, if it's coming back in the way that it was there before. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people talk about, Oh, when things go back to normal. But I feel like our normal has changed. I don't yeah. think that life is going to look exactly the way it did in Before. February. It's not going to look no. like that anymore. You know, beyond if industries come back, some businesses aren't going to come back. That's just not going to happen. No. Um, and some are going to come back completely different because people... Yeah. Whether you like to believe it or not, a lot of people's way of life has adjusted, mm-hmm. right? There are going to be a lot of people who were in the gym before who not going to the gym anymore because they, you know, after working from home for a year, their company's like, yeah, we're not paying rent, an office rent. So you don't have to come into work anymore. So now you're not passing the gym and you're not, you know, like all of, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the dynamics would have changed and yeah. it's, it's almost impossible to know what it's going to look like in another year's time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I guess it's like, how do you not just decide what to do next, but like, how do you stay, I don't want to say stay positive because you're not going to be positive all the time, but how do you not completely give up hope <laughs> while you're yeah. sort of trying to figure out this uncertainty of like, what do I do next, given that what I was doing may never come back or it may not mm-hmm. come back in the way that I expected it to. Yeah. I guess that kind of makes me think of the fact that change is always a part of forward momentum and we were just halted, like jolted into a change. But I guess in, in my perspective is looking at it as this change was going to come eventually. It just, it's coming a lot faster than we had would have ever anticipated. And we're all doing it collectively at the same time. And to kind of think of it as, you know, this is kind of like growing pains. I mean, if we just look here at the U.S., we've done, we have social changes. We have mm. people looking at the government differently. We are, you know, healthcare is in your face, whether like, is healthcare something that everyone should have? Or like, you know, it's yeah. just bringing up so many more conversations. And it's also putting a light that the world is a lot smaller than what some people think. Thought, you know, yeah. like what happens in one part of the world affects all of the world. Yeah. And and we're seeing that through health and not only health, but now we have Zoom. Everyone has Zoom now. The world is a little bit smaller. I mean, I spent most of quarantine doing this podcast, talking to people from all over the world. And that's not necessarily yeah. something that would have been possible or not even saying it wouldn't be possible, but not something that 
would have been common. Would have come common or have come so easily. A couple but years. I ago. saw that. Yeah, a couple years ago. So you know, it's just another way of all of us kind of expanding our thoughts. And I know that's really hard to think of when you're in the moment, especially if it's not mm. <clears throat> things aren't going the way you want, or you haven't found that new career, or you're still hoping that the old one will be the same. It can be hard to move forward. But I think just thinking of this as a forward momentum is, yeah, it is a positive. And things always hurt before, you know, before. They yeah, I, it's true. I was thinking, you know. I know obviously everybody's situation is different, but I was just thinking to myself, like you talk to a lot of people who pivot, you know, that's your, your podcast. And like, can you think of anything that, you know, wisdom that they might've shared that you think would be, you know, useful to reiterate <laughs> at this time? Cause I can think of something that I heard from someone just yesterday that mm-hmm. I feel like was really helpful for me. All right. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is that the thing that you do, like your zone of genius, the job that you choose doesn't have to be hard. And I feel like at least in this culture that I'm in, saying that I have to go to work, the commute was awful, like all these things, it's Mm -hmm. like nearly a badge of, of like, it's like an award, you know? Yeah. And being happy and still being able to provide for yourself doesn't necessarily need to include all those things that you hate. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that's a good one. I will share the thing I heard yesterday, and this is from a lady called Nicole Antoinette. She's, go find her on the internet. She's a great person. And she talked about, I'm trying to think how she put it. She said, um, like, how can you leverage this season is what she was saying. So like the fact of the matter is like, you know, we are here now for me, the example that I give is like, I work part-time now. I've never worked part-time in my life. Right. When I started working, I was working six days a week. The least I'd ever worked was five days a week. Right. And all of a sudden I had no job. And then when I found something, it was like a couple of days in one place and one day somewhere else. And I'm working part-time and I've never worked part-time before. And it was kind of like, oh, this is not good because I'm not, you know, like I, I'm in the kind of, of place where I only get paid if I work. Mm-hmm. So it was a big pay cut for me. How do I handle that? And for me, I, I sort of was like, you know, if there was one thing I learned when we first went into lockdown was how limited my brain capacity was. Like there were so many things I was trying to do on the side of work, like, you know, a side hustle Mm -hmm. or learn Mm -hmm. this thing or do that thing. And I thought that there were things that I thought that were absolutely beyond me. Like I was not capable of figuring them out. And what I realized was it wasn't that I wasn't capable of figuring them out. I just did not have the headspace. Yeah to learn them. Mm -hmm. And so when we went into lockdown and I wasn't working at all, all of a sudden I was like, Oh my gosh, is this what it feels to like (laughs) have a clear head, like to actually Mm -hmm. be able to learn stuff or be able to do, you know, stuff that I thought I wasn't even capable of doing all of a sudden I could actually do it. And so that just kind of taught me like when my plate is too full, 
Mm. It's very hard for me to do certain things. And so now that I have this bit of space, how best, you know, like, how can I leverage the season? How can I use the time that I have that I'm not working in a way that actually feels like, okay, I'm, I'm glad I used that time when I had it. Cause there'll probably come a time again when I'm back to working full time and I may not have this time. So mm-hmm. how can I leverage? And I like that. So, you know, she gave an example about her living situation has changed and it's not ideal, but like, you know, she has some things that she wouldn't normally have access to. Maybe she can make more use of that. Like what, you know, think about what's the possible benefits of this time right now that you can take advantage of while it's here. The things that, how she put it, is the things that you would miss when Mm. things quote unquote go back to normal, right? And how can you just make the most of those things? So I like that. that. Yeah, I like that too. I like that. And yeah, that's true. I mean, we don't expect kids to be working full-time jobs and learning new things. Nope. <laughs> they go to school and school alone, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I can even see that with my with my boys. I know that some people are having a hard time working from home as for school and the hybrid mm, thing is not, hard. Not yeah. easy for everyone. But I have to say they're flourishing. They're doing really, really well. And some of that is learning independence. And I think another part is not having some of the extra pressures that they might have had before. Like some kids have extra pressure in school. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, my boys are the only minorities in their school. So, you know, I'm sure there's like extra pressure that they don't have in their home. And they're just comfortable. They can get up when they need to come and get a hug when they want and go back to school. And every report from teachers are like, you know, they were good students before, but they're like, this is incredible. This is leaps and bounds. They're doing so well. I don't ever say anything to them. They're on time. They do this. And they're like, what are you guys doing at home? I'm like, I'm not yeah. doing anything, actually. I'm in the other room with the door shut. And yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'll come by and say. Interviewing my podcast guest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Interviewing podcast guests like right now. And I might, if I see them doing something, what are you doing? Oh, I'm on a five minute break. And then I go to here. And then later I'm going to, uh, use the toaster oven and make lunch for me and my brother (laughs) you know like it's just like wow it's amazing it's really amazing you know people are going to be contacting you after this asking you how did you how did I do that (laughs) I don't I don't know I don't I don't know but you know I do I also think it's just the extra space they had the space to do this where before it was we go 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 we come home we pick up so I would be cooking the chicken nuggets you know like and now they know that mom and dad are busy. They ask if they have permission to touch something that's not at, not the oven. And they do it on their own. And after yeah. a while, I don't have to say anything anymore. And I'm like, oh, but did you remember your brother? I did. They've just grown yeah. up. Very nice. And one thing that reminded me of, you know, I was talking to my sister about this the other day is how, you know, different, like, for some children, and I find especially boys, but girls as well, sitting down <laughs> in a classroom for hours and hours a day isn't actually ideal. You know, they struggle with that. And so having a bit of the freedom to like stand up or stretch or like you say, come and get a hug or whatever, like that might be, they might actually find that helps them 
learn better, do, you know, like develop more. So I think, I think a part of it is just knowing your kids and knowing, you know, what would help them and hoping that you can provide that in between whatever you're doing from home. If it is that you are working from home, if it is that you're job hunting, whatever you're doing, you know, that you are able to kind of balance those things. And I know every day wouldn't be easy, but God is working out well for you guys as well. Have you been inspired by the stories shared on the Pusher Pivot, but feeling a little stuck at your own crossroads? If only there were a guide to get unstuck. Well, I've made one just for you. Six steps to help you recognize what is keeping you stuck and push you out of your rut. You can access it for free on my website, theorenell.com slash rut. That's T-H-E-A-R-E-N-E-L dot com slash R-U-T. Yeah, even for adults, you know, working from home is a lot different than working at the job. And that's something when I stopped working at the hospital that I had to realize Because I came home and I was like, I'm just going to do work because I need to (laughs) be on myself because I don't have a boss. And then I remembered, you know, when I worked, I'd get up and go get water or have to walk further to go use the restroom. And these are all things that you don't have to do at home, you know, like everything's Mm -hmm. so close um, to just realize that you can modify your own day and you can get up, you can walk around, you can do stuff just like how the kids have realized that. I don't have to sit at the desk all day. I can get up during breaks, unlike what you can do at school. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one, that's the, the other thing I realized that helped me while I was home, you know, and even now that I'm part-time is like being intentional mm. in the sense that, you know, I have, again, I have a friend who went from working in the office to working at home and she had she partially made that transition before the lockdown. She was working from home like half the week and working in the office half the week. And one thing she said was like, you know, it wasn't so much the commute. It was like she was walking a good mile, mile and a half every day just to get from the office to the train Mm -hmm. station. And, you know, she was like, how do I make sure that I still get into an exercise? Because now I'm home. It's very easy to be sitting at home. I know a lot of people have said to me that when they work from home, they find that they actually work, they can have a tendency to work more Mm -hmm. or they take less breaks or they don't, you know, like you're sitting at your desk, you're eating lunch, you don't have that structure and you may find yourself just sitting glued in front of the the computer solidly um, like in a way that you might not do when you're in the office. And so how do you get intentional about stretching, about going for a walk, about making sure, you know, you actually get up from the screen and, you know, go outside and take a, a break and, and that type of thing. And so for me, it was just really being intentional about trying to go for a walk every day or that type of thing, sitting out on the patio, moving, <laughs> that type of thing. Same. <laughs> That, that's one thing that helped me was just really reminding myself to be intentional because I'm on my feet at work most of the day. 
And I realized, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sitting here now most of the day. This is crazy. This is not what I'm used to. So I have to make sure I get up and move around. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I had to be really intentional about too. And it took me nearly most of the quarantine time <laughs> to realize <laughs> because, you know, we were all in different rooms because we're all working in the same house and you can't interrupt people or you don't want to be the one dancing behind someone's Zoom. <laughs> so so we found know, ourselves you like... imagine you're in oh, your on, on online school and mommy's behind there like dancing. Dancing. Away. Oh man, the little one would not like it. He doesn't even want, want my arm to be seen if I'm trying to help him. <laughs> He's like, I'm on camera. (laughs) Um, I'm very independent. So, yeah, it took a while. And then I was, I don't remember what we did, but we were both like, I don't think we're really moving anymore. I think I'm finally hit sedentary. And it's time to make a decision that I don't want to be this anymore. And I used to walk around all, all over the place. We used to walk to school. We don't do that you know? And um, yeah, so that kind of helps bring in some new habits. So now I exercise at home every day, which is not something I ever did before and actually found something that I enjoy. Yeah. So, so things will be different when stuff opens back up. Cause I don't see yeah. myself wanting to not do that here. No. And, and you're mm-hmm. enjoying it. And and I think there will always be, like, there's one thing I feel like about school, because my younger sister is a teacher. She's taught both primary and secondary. I guess you may not call That's it okay. that. That's okay. Like uh, <laughs> elementary <laughs> high school. <laughs> yes, okay. And um, my oldest sister taught tertiary university. And I feel like from now on, going forward, there's going to be some online element. I don't think we're ever, like, we may or you may not, but I can't see us going back to face-to-face, no devices required. Like, I think there's always going to be some element of an online aspect mm-hmm. there, at least here anyway. And so, you know, some of these new habits are going to come in really yes. useful on the days that you're yes. not, <laughs> not leaving home. And We're not going to have snow days anymore. As long as there's power in town, there will be school. We actually had that. Yeah, I think they said that. Yeah, we had that a couple of weeks ago when we had a snowstorm. Kids still had school. And I remember telling the kids that back in March when we started doing things online. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put it out here. (laughs) But I don't think we're ever going to have snow days anymore. And they're like, what? I'm like, but that means we get summer that much faster. You know, we're going to stay on our schedules and not have to make up days when it's beautiful out and it's the same here like we you know if we ever had we never have snow days <laughs> i don't know what i like, would do if i heard you had a snow a... day <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i would do if I heard there was going to be a snow day but sometimes there's a lot of you know there's a lot of bad mm-hmm. weather uh, rain and stuff and as long as the power is still on that's, that's, that's going to be the, the key thing then i don't think they're going to be <laughs> we're going to have those off days either so yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, it's always going to be a little mm-hmm. bit different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for the kids, I think that for a lot of them, like going into college and education later, I think they're going to be better prepared than some of us were. They know how to work more independently. Yeah. 
which we didn't necessarily have and the technology piece. I think the kids are going to be all right. <laughs> yeah. Let's face it. When I, when I tried to explain to my godchildren that, you know, like there was no Google and there was no social media <laughs> when I was at school and when I was at, even at university and they're like, I don't understand auntie. Like, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm just yeah. telling you, these things they're are new. <laughs> they're really <laughs> new. So I, I think they're always going to have that technology piece down pat. Do you remember, I don't know if you remember, but I always remember being at university because I studied in England and like having those little phone cards. Yes. <laughs> you had to punch all yes. the numbers in. My MCI call. phone card. That was the first thing my mom gave yes. me. She's like, in case you need to call home, use oh this MCI God. card because the collect call is really expensive at school. <laughs> expensive. Yeah. And so you'd have this card and you'd be like, like punching in all the digits and then like, you have seven minutes. And like, hello. Like, hi, hi I'm minutes. alive. Send money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> Oh my goodness. So funny to think how, and I guess that's what I always think. Like when I think about change, it's so funny how so many of us can feel resistant Mm -hmm. to change, but I think to myself, like I grad, I qualified over 20 years ago and how different the world is now than it was Mm -hmm. then, you know, like there was no, there was no, no this, there was no, no Zoom, there was no mm-hmm. FaceTime, there was no... There was no instant connection, you know, there was writing letters and then waiting instant, to hope waiting that they get, get it delivered, and that they, re- and that they, they respond. Arrive. Just so different. I can yeah. remember when phones first started getting cameras, <laughs> I remember saying, mm. saying to my friend, I don't even care about the camera. I just wanted to make a phone call because that's the point. I'm going to talk on it. And now I don't talk on the phone. <laughs> Now the phone is my camera (laughs) and I text people and that's a change. That's a big change that's happened. But you know, once you get through the change, it's not like you, you don't necessarily feel like, Oh man, I wish I had that crappy camera phone from the past. No one says that. No one says that. You kind of move forward. You do. Do you remember when like the trend was to have like the tiniest phone ever? And it's like, it's going to fit in the palm of your hand. And now it's like, 12 I inch know, screen. like I don't want a big <laughs> phone anymore. Really? 12-inch screen? Yeah, we're all like, what's going to happen? How are you going to open the little teeny phone? <laughs> the t- little flip phone. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I know. So it's just funny how Everything's much changed. Changed. Oh, So funny. It is so funny. So, yeah. What else do you think would be useful from your conversations? conversations? You know, remember. the one thing that reigns true through all conversations is that people started to trust themselves and their intuition. Mm, remember yeah. you said that. Every, yeah. I think every single person, I can't think of a single person that hasn't said, and then I decided to trust myself. So even during yeah. all of this, I think that deep down, we probably all know what it is that we need, what it is that we're taking with us through 2021. And, um, and just trusting ourselves that at the end of the day, we're going to do what's right for, for us. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. I like that one. Yeah. Everyone's journey is different. Yeah. So some people may blossom faster than others, but we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. It's true. Definitely agree with that. Yeah. I just feel like 
for me, sometimes it's just reminding myself, like, it's not too yeah. late. It's not too late to start again. It's not too late. You know, I think I can think of a couple of friends whose children were supposed to start mm-hmm. at university this year and they had to defer it and it's a big deal and it'll yeah. be fine. Like, you know, deferring something for a year, I don't think that especially, you know, especially that year is 2020. <laughs> like everybody's going to understand. Everybody's going to understand, you know, um, you know, if, if things didn't go according to how you thought they would this year, it's not, it's still not too late to do that thing, whatever yeah. that thing is, whether it's going off to university and you, you know, you're a year or two after you, when you thought you would go, that's fine. Or whether it's, you know, making a pivot and if you thought you were going to make the pivot in 2020 and it didn't happen, mm-hmm. it won't be too late in yeah. 2021. So that's probably the thing that I think would, would be the most helpful. Like it's not too yeah. late. And I guess it could also in that same vein, it's like a collective giving of grace because it, this yes derailments in your plans happen all the time, 2020 or not. Things that you thought were going to happen mm-hmm. in a certain time frame may not happen in that time frame. And being flexible in your nope. plans and realizing that you have to make shifts and pivots and turns and pushing. It's just all part of life. And I think the biggest difference is that Right now, a lot of us have to do it together, and that's not normally how it is. Yes. (laughs) No, exactly. And so you can just give yourself some grace. I do like that, for sure. So what are you working on now? Hmm. What am I working on now? So I wrote a novel in November, something (laughs) I do for this thing called NaNoWriMo, Mm -hmm. which if you are the type of person who thinks, ah, I could write a novel in a month. Go to their awesome. website. It's a it's a fun fun endeavor. Um, I did it. I did one a couple of years ago, and this is like mm-hmm. a sequel. And so I've just printed that out, and I'm going to be doing some editing. And at some point, probably in the next month or two, again, I thought it would be February, like it was last year, mm-hmm. when I just sent out a chapter every day via email. It's not going <laughs> to be February because it won't be mm-hmm. finished by then. But sometime in the next couple of months, I'm probably going to do exactly the same thing. And I'm going to send it out via email. And it is about lessons in love. What happens after happily ever Mm. after? Because, you know, most of these love stories, like the first one, it it went all the way up to like, Mm -hmm. you know, they're in love, like a good love story. And now it's like the, so now what? Like what happens after happily ever after when you really have to get to know a person. So that's what it's about. So I'm kind of editing that, which uh, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to. And yeah, I wrote a book for mm-hmm. dentists about self-care, well-being for dentists. So I'm sort of softly launching that ah, for the year. <laughs> the book? That's a real thing. It's actually called Well-Being, well-being for, for Dentists. Dentist. And it is available at wellbeingfordentist.com. Awesome. <laughs> very, very easy. But I'm just kind of like gently launching it throughout the year. I recorded the audiobook for it last year, and um, it's just available as an ebook and an audiobook with a little guide, um, exercise guide for different stretches and stuff. So, in case anybody out there is listening to this and wondering why I wrote a book for a dentist, I am a dentist. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's why. So if you know a dentist and you want to, you know, point them in that direction, do it. They'd love it. Dentists have 
a lot of hard work to do, even during a global mm-hmm. pandemic. So I'm kind of softly launching that throughout the year. And I am doing cross-stitch. Hey, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing cross-stitch, yeah. So I always mm-hmm. loved crafts. I love crochet, knitting, cross-stitch, you name it, sewing. And so I thought I would just do some cross-stitch bookmarks for some friends. And yeah, I'm going to not, I have to stop saying it. And the last <laughs> thing I would say is I'm starting a nonfiction book club at some point in the next couple of weeks as well. And the first book is called Cassandra Speaks, When Women Are the Storytellers, The Human Stories. It's by Elizabeth Lesser. It's a great book. And that's going to be our first book on the book ah, club. For the who can year. join so, the book club? Yeah, you can work. You can join the book club for sure. And I'm working part time now. So I actually yes, have the time yes. to do these things, which is yes. how I am mm-hmm. leveraging this season. Uh, so that's what I'm working awesome. on. At the moment, what, what about am I you? On? I'm still coaching. Aside from this Aside from, podcast, yes, you're coaching. coaching. Yeah. I've been coaching a lot of uh, coaches who are, you know, kind of finding their way, finding their niche or not niche and, um, you know, mm. working through goals and helping them to be the best that they can be. And then also other women who are going through transitions, which is all of us right now, but really yeah. finding confidence in themselves and my superpower is seeing a big picture and narrowing it down mm. into easy steps. That really is <laughs> That's my superpower. superpower. <laughs> yeah. I feel like our next episode should be about how coaching and other support can help you pivot. Yeah. I'm just going right. to put that out there. I think we're going to have to do episode. another conversation. We're going to have to do another conversation on that one because I, I definitely, that is one thing I didn't mention, even in terms of this global, you know, collective sort of pivot. But if there's one thing I think that, you know, it was always something that was important to me, but it became even more abundantly clear to me is like the power of support, the power of, you know, even if it's from afar, even if it's your friend <laughs> to Zoom call you every now and again, like the power of having, you know, somebody working towards a goal if you're working Mm -hmm. towards a goal somebody to kind of see you and understand what you're going through if they've gone through something similar like the power of just yeah and even to be able to hold up a mirror so you can see yourself because oftentimes people can't see or hear the awesome things that they're saying (laughs) you don't see it until someone else points it out to you yeah definitely so um I'm going to put a request right. in for that to be our next conversation. What... Hopefully you don't have to no, wait a year. No, let's not wait a year. We'll do it a little sooner. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, well thanks yes, for Thank you for being on, Sophia. This was awesome. What did you take away from 2020? Where did you push? How did you pivot? What new awareness are you taking with you into 2021? Thank you for listening to the Push or Pivot podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the subscribe button and please leave us a review. To learn more about this show and to access the show notes, visit our website, pushorpivot.com. I'd also love to hear from you. Share your thoughts and takeaways with me on Instagram at... Thank you for listening. And join me next time on the Push or Pivot podcast.